Just a kid from the neighborhood. We're all kids from a neighborhood. Take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. Turn my pillow to the fresh side. I fall asleep, oh sleepy eye. I don't dream big, just the right size. Modesty comes from mom's side. You ever heard of a soft touch? You ever heard of a finger roll? Little sun, little raindrop. And you watch this thing grow. Follow me like a firefly. At midnight and mid-July. Mixing blood and sweat and tears of joy. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Guzman's Gridiron, presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia, live from the home base, the nest, if you will, the Double Eagle Saloon and Deck Bar. KB, Coach Guzman with you uh, for another episode. A special one as we lead into the big one. It is finally here. It's Thanksgiving week, Turkey Day on deck, the Daily Journal Cup up for grabs once again. It's crazy how like long a football season is at the high school level but how quickly it also moves by absolutely i mean it seems like yesterday i just got in you know uh, me and my staff so um yeah we're we're delighted uh in more than one way you know the kids are playing really well we're really proud of our kids um and now you know we have uh the people next door to take care of and and you know have that uh outing come uh thanksgiving day so we're excited absolutely and before we get into everything i know we had uh, a couple of YouTube comments this week on the show, just some misinterpretations, some miscommunications. If we offended anybody with any of just, you know, what we talked about last week in a joking manner, this is a positive platform for everybody on the Vineland High School football team, from players to coaches to the athletic department as a whole. Uh, this is a relationship that we take very seriously here at Underground Sports Philadelphia and by no means mean any harm to anybody. So we do apologize if anybody was offended by anything. Uh, but we we're, we're going to keep it moving here, Coach. And Absolutely. last week we had a game on Thursday, one that felt like it was there for the taking against Camden Eastside, a, a 12-9 loss. Um, take me through the entire game, what you saw uh, from Camden Eastside and what they presented to you and how you guys uh, broke down you know, film from a coaching perspective to kind of see where things kind of may have gone awry. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, um, Camden Eastside, great program. Uh, Coach Malik Brown and his staff did an excellent job getting them kids ready. Uh, it was an excellent game, excellent game. Um, we had everything dialed up, Kyle. We had everything dialed up. Um, we made sure that we, you know, crossed our T's, dotted our I's during practice. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, people were picking us to lose in a bad way, um, being so that, you know, Camden Eastside is loaded with talent. I mean, across the board from running back to wide receivers to the quarterback. Um, they're big up front. So it gave us a really beautiful test, if you will. Um, and in my opinion, in my heart of hearts, I know my kids passed that test, with, mm-hmm. you know, with flying colors. Um, our kids came out there. They gave it everything they had. Um, with the exception of a couple of uh, mistakes, we, we cannot shoot ourselves in the foot. And, again, I stress we shot ourselves in mm-hmm. the foot. If anybody was there that watched the game or if anybody got to watch the game on, uh, on YouTube – they would see what I mean. Um, again, we cannot have costly mistakes 
against a great opponent and expect that we're just going to be free and clear of that mistake come later on, uh, you know, when it really counts. Um, so, again, uh, kudos to, to Mr. You know, Coach Brown and his staff. Um, you know, but, again, uh, we just we lost sight of the ball, so to speak. We lost sight of the ball in certain plays, and, and you can't do that with, and I keep repeating this, you can't do that with, playoff caliber teams you just can't especially when you know this was kind of the tune-up for this game coming up here uh against Millville and you know in a lot of aspects there's a lot of things that looked really well on the field right. on Thursday night to hold a team like Camden Eastside to 12 points and for most of the game six points, six points right. is pretty darn impressive talk to me about just the defensive performance over these past couple of weeks starting you know obviously with Eastern for this playoff ramp up if you will going up against Atlantic City, and we talked about it for the past couple of episodes, arguably number one wide receiver in the state. Yes. You had Mr. Love out there as well, who had a nice little game for himself against uh, the defense. But I think for the most part, our defense kept him in check, check. Yes. compared to what other teams have been able to try to muster up against right. him. Uh, what do you think has been the calling card for this defense to have that elevated sense of competitive nature going against you know these playoff caliber teams? Um, I, I just believe that our kids rise to the occasion. Um, you know, Crean rises to the top, and our, and our kids are, are definitely, um, you know, about their business and, and proving that they're, they're supposed to be in that stage. They're mm -hmm. supposed to be with these teams. That's what they, they want everybody to understand that their level of play, they're playing on a whole different level, our kids, okay? Um, a lot different than what people thought at the beginning mm -hmm. of the season that our kids can muster as far as performance. Um, so it's nothing new to us. We knew what we had. Um, it was just a matter of our kids believing in themselves, getting on that, uh, you know, win streak per se that we were in for, for a little while. Um, and just showing people that, no, we, we can't compete at a high level. Um, and we can't compete with these teams that, you know, have all the big names on them and all this, you know, um, and that. So, again, we're just we're proud of the fact that our kids came out there. They competed all four quarters. And, it, you know, we came up short. And, again, it wasn't so much the team we faced. Again, I say and stress, and, and if not, if you know, if you need to see it to believe it, mm -hmm. watch the game again and you'll see what I mean. We just cannot have crucial mistakes in crucial parts of the game. It will cost you the game. 100%. And, I mean, you, you look at a game like this against Camden Eastside where it was, in essence, a, a tune-up and to stay fresh and everything to – unfortunately lose you know is that something that you know this team can kind of look at as a humbling sense where you're riding this high of four game win streak playing these top tier opponents you know going in and, and getting a shutout against EHT against Penn Sauk and coming out with that big win against Eastern in a game that had you know build up from last year as well in a, a competitive nature Atlantic City where those outside voices were talking oh AC's gonna blow the doors off of you right to be riding that high and then it kind of get popped like a balloon in a game where you had it in hand, is yes. that kind of a humbling essence for this team? Is that kind of the vibe you've gotten, uh, you know, as practice started again after Thursday's game to be like, okay, like we were riding that high, but, you know, we can't allow ourselves to get too high. Um, I think in, in, an, in essence, our team did get humbled in a good way, though. Mm -hmm. In a good way. 100%. Where they kind of understand now, again, the, the, the crucial moments in a game have got to be, uh, uh, 
you know, captured. And, and they've got to be made sure that those crucial moments go in our favor mm -hmm. because of how we are playing. Um, so, again, you know, it's a roller coaster ride, man. It's a roller coaster ride. Sometimes you're you're riding that high, and sometimes you you dip low, and there's those in betweens. But at the end of the day, our kids know that as long as they stay true to themselves, um, as long as they stay focused in their pursuits, mm -hmm. we have a great chance of going ahead and winning the you know, winning the game at the end of it all. Absolutely. I mean, you you look at the way the team overall performed. You know, to not quit in the the face of adversity with, you know going down you get that safety and it almost feels like you're able to almost put a, a bow on the game and you, you feel confident in the way that you're playing and that's about winning in all three phases talk to me about the special teams performance in this one in particular where you go get points from your special teams Colin has another fantastic game punting the ball and, and giving you guys the field position to where things work out for you where you can kind of flip the field if need be how pivotal was special teams in this tune-up, you know, to see where you guys were as a squad, as a unit, special teams-wise, to prepare for Millville? Um, uh, again, can't say enough about Coach Marcelino and how he's handling uh, his job title um, as special teams coordinator. So, you know, he has the kids rearing to go. Um, you know, there's no stone unturned with that man. He's making sure that he, you know, dots his eyes, crosses his T's, and makes sure that everyone's in their strategic locations. Um, be it whatever it is, kickoff, field goal, what have you. Um, but being so that our kids are really locked in in that department, it is so beneficial to our offense and defense. Mm -hmm. Field position is everything. Um, and with kids that are playing these special teams for us this year, they're doing an excellent job. Excellent job, hands down, on, on all phases of the game So, um, as far as special teams. So I'm really, really proud of those kids. And very proud of Coach Marcelino. And it well. feels like special teams has been a part of almost every game this year, whether mm -hmm. it is, you know, field goals, punt team, getting after punters. I think this year as a whole, now that we're at, you know, this final game upcoming, there hasn't been a year in my recent memories I can remember how many times somebody's been able to get off the edge, beat their blocker, and be in the face of the punter as much as you guys have this year in particular. Um in, in reality, I would have to I would have to agree with you there. Um, again, it, it's all a testament to the kids and their hard work and dedication, but it's also a testament to Coach Marcelino coming in, uh, fresh face, um, you know, fresh new ideas, and um, we just we can't say enough about him. We love him. You know, we we're very happy to have him on staff. And you know, you look at you know just this game as a whole, and we talked about it a little bit too with how West Jersey Football League realigns every two years and. Who knows? Camden, he said, could be in that right. next conference go-round um, to kind of get a look at a team like that that we've never faced before as a school. Uh, what was that experience like to kind of just get a, a new taste of, of a new team coming into Gatone and also show off the facility to a team that's never been down to Vineland? Um, it was nice. It was it was really uh, a cordial meetup, you know. Again, Coach Brown, his staff, great guys, um, you know, with a great group of kids he has going there um so it's neat you know we've never been in a matchup together um he probably never saw film on us at all mm -hmm. until you know that week i never saw film on him until that week um so it was it was really a lot of you know unknowns 
a lot of unknowns on both sides. Um, but when everything came together, it came together picture perfect. And I believe he got all the work he needed uh, for his Thanksgiving game. And I got all the work that, um, or rather, we got all the work we needed um, to face the opponent next door come Thanksgiving. And, you know, you look at the way that the defense performed. Offensively, I feel like you guys still played a relatively solid game across the board. You played your style of football. Right. I think one of the things that, that stood out to me was just how well on the receiver handoff, Xavier Diaz was able to kind of find his lane and, and get that explosiveness. How fun and effective has that little wrinkle been to just see his explosiveness once the ball's in his hands, whether you're throwing the ball to him and it's a 67-yard touchdown right. where he's catching it at the only place he can catch it, right. or on these little you know wide receiver reverse runs where if he gets his vision open, he's hitting a seam and able to pick up four or five yards of clip. Yeah, it's, it's a nice wrinkle that um, Coach Hendricks – uh, you know, and the old guys have put in um, because it's giving you a different perspective on that particular athlete in Xavion. Um, he's very gifted, man. That kid is very gifted, very talented. Um, and he, you know, he shows you day in and day out that he's not a one-trick pony. So, um, you know, from, you know, receiving the ball out of the backfield, from receiving the ball out of the wide receiver spot or slot spot, um, or just a handoff, you uh, He's a special, special talent. So um, looking forward to his senior year next year as well. And I know Cephas was out against Camden Eastside. Right. Injury report-wise, I know there was a couple guys that got banged up against Camden right. Eastside, but how's everything looking on the injury report as we record this on Monday night and going into another Thursday game? How's everybody looking health-wise? Um, health-wise, we're looking pretty good. I mean, um, you know, Noah got a little banged up, so that's a day-to-day. Uh, you know, you have um, Cephas, who's also day-to-day -day still, even though he didn't play. Um, he's still day-to-day, -day, so I'm waiting on, on TD and Dara for that news. Uh, who else? And, and just, you know, you got uh, Mason as well. He got a little nicked up, um, but he should be fine come, you know, Thanksgiving Day. So we have our, our, our few athletes there that have gotten a little nicked up, but they're doing all their due diligence with our trainers to go ahead and get back. Uh, God willing, on Thanksgiving Day come this Thursday. And, you know, final game uh, at Catone Stadium was Camden Eastside this year. How do you evaluate just your guys' performance at home this year, the overall uh, vibe of Catone Stadium in 2023, and how it felt like that, that fan culture was coming back in a big way as the season progressed? How did you guys as a team, as a staff, kind of evaluate just the way you guys performed at home and then just the overall way that you guys are trying to build that culture up and make Catone Stadium the toughest place to play in South Jersey? Um, I'll tell you what, our staff couldn't be more prouder uh, of our kids than we are. I mean, uh, our kids have been, you know, they've been through an uphill battle from the beginning of this thing um, along with me. You know, they've been right, right in the trenches with me um, and, the, and the staff, so – uh, you know, we're very, very proud of our kids. Um, they give you everything day in and day out as far as, you know, uh, their demeanor and, and their overall disposition on that field. Um, I can't, again, we can't ask no more, you know. And, and you did see that work up to a, a vibrant football culture in, at Gatone Stadium. It's, it's different. You know, it's just I, it feels a little different. You know, uh, you don't hear all these, you know, hecklers and, craziness in the background I, I mean I'm pretty attuned to everything mm -hmm. that's going on and I just don't hear it like before I mean it was constant and mm -hmm. it was it was horrible it was it was really horrible for the kids you know 
now it's 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 a different it's just a different feel there um and i hope that that carries on for decades to come mm-hmm. you know because at the end of the day we're in the business of kids you know we we should make it to where it's a positive uh you know playing arena for mm-hmm. these kids and that's it period and make it to a, a point where you're backing your home like you're from the same yes. place you're from vineland yes. like yes. you want the school to succeed you want the program to succeed there's no reason to tear down anybody no. that's on the field. You want to boost them up more than anything Absolutely. and make it so that when the opponent comes in, it's a controlled chaos, right. like we mentioned earlier this year, right. and you're making it a tough place to play to for play. your opponent and making it that environment where it's like you look at the schedule, oh, we're, we're going to Vineland yeah. this week. You know, yeah. you're, you're kind of trembling in your boots a little bit. You want right. it to be on par with places we went this year. You want right. it to get to a point where you're like, you know, the environment Kingsway had was unbelievable with right. their student section, the ambiance they right. had on game day, and that comes with success. That comes with a culture, right. and it felt like this year was phase one of that for you guys. Um, you know, again, I would have to agree with that, uh, and and it's only going to get better. Our kids are working. Um, we got we got a lot of kids coming in through the pipeline, and we're just going to keep doing our thing. You know, our, our the coaching staff I have, we ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? Uh, great group of guys. They're for the kids. Um, so sky's the limit for these guys. They just got to put in the work in the off season, and we'll see where the cards lie. Yeah, and I mean, you have a ton of guys coming back next year mm-hmm. as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is only just the beginning. I think the, the taste of winning, that four-game win streak in particular, for the guys that will be back next year too and going into this game against Millville, that's something you just tuck away in the back of your head. It's like, hey, remember that feeling. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you want, And that's one thing that we always stress to the kids. This feeling you want to feel every week. It's not a temporary thing where, oh, we'll win this week and then we'll just take it easy. No. Play at a high level. Focused in your pursuits. And reap the benefits. And the benefits is the W at the end of it all. And that feeling. There's nothing like it, man. Mm -hmm. There is nothing like it. Where you know you did your due diligence for a whole week. And it's payday. It's Friday night lights. Let's go. Let's get this W together as a mm-hmm. unit and move on to the next game. And speaking of moving on to the next game, the big one's on the deck. The big one. The big one. Turkey big Day one. Is, is on the horizon. The big one. Uh, before we get into the game, obviously, this is one of the most historic matchups right. in high school football in the country. In the country. Uh, not the state. Not the state. The not, the, not the county. The country. The country. Uh, which, arguably, the world. Because right. – it's high school football. It's American football. Right. It's not played in a lot of places outside of high schools in America. <laughs> True, indeed. Uh, True indeed. Just facts. Um, so that, to be a part of that, how fun has that been for you, you know, being on Coach Russo's staff for the years you were as an assistant and now building up for your first time as a head coach to put your name in that history book of I was a head coach during Vineland mm-hmm. Millville. How fun is that going to be for you? And, and what has that – kind of feeling felt like going into this week um it, it's it's an unbelievable feeling it's a it's a beautiful feeling um you know just to know that that you know my name as well as the you know all the kids that are with us with us this year as well as all my coaches that are with us this year we're going to be i mean we're going down in history you know um as far as this millville violin game is concerned so it's a great feeling man and um and if if you haven't been a part of a rivalry of this caliber, 
you'll never know how it feels. Nope. It, it just you, in any aspect no, too, whether no. you're a player, a coach, being part of the broadcast, being a journalist for it yes. is something special it's as special. well. It's special, you know, to to go into Vineland Millville, you bring that up anywhere almost, and people mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. Hundred um, percent, and 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 not to mention all of the alum from Millville and Vineland. All of the alumni. This is more so homecoming than it's, any other. This is the game. game. Kyle, this is the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. This is it. Um, you know, so I know that they're doing their due diligence. We sure as anything are doing our due diligence. And it's going to be fireworks come through. It always is. It always is. There's going to be fireworks. There's going to be big plays made on both sides of the ball. Um, both teams, and again, I say the team with the less mistakes, with the least amount of mistakes, rather, has the uh, shot to come out with that uh, Daily Journal Cup. And I think, you know, this year in particular, it's a little different from their side of things, and I don't want to speak for Millville's coaching staff at all, but, you know, past couple years, they've been playing at the, the state championship. Right. This year, they didn't, they didn't advance that far. Mainland got the best of them. So they've been kind of dialed in for this game since that loss to Mainland, and I think that's only going to elevate the competition level on both sides where both teams have to be that much more locked in, that much more disciplined because that's been the focus. Absolutely. Um, you know, once, once you know, everything was said and done with the Camden East side game, um, you know, we put that behind us. I mean, we, we saw a little bit of film, and it was – all outside, you know, three and a half hours of, of real good work out there. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're dialed in. We are, are anticipating, um, you know, a, a just a knock. You know what type of football game. Get your popcorn game. Yeah, ready. Get, your, get your popcorn ready because it's going to be a lot of action. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and it's just it's a, it's a great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like, if you haven't been to a Millville Violin game, Make sure you go ahead, get yourself out to Millville this this Thursday for Thanksgiving, 10 o'clock kickoff. It's going to be one heck of a game all the way to the end. And I'll I'll double down on that. Okay. Y- you got to go to two Vineland Millville games. Uh-oh. You have Uh-oh. to go to one at Catone Stadium. Right. And you have to go to one at Wheaton Field. Okay. Okay. You have to experience both. the, You're the right. energy and the You're vibe right. and the, the ambiance that both schools put on. Because as, at the end of the day, as much as, you know, it is a rivalry, Millville does a great job with their Thanksgiving festivities and making right. it an environment that is fun and that level of intensity just as much as we, we do, do at Catone right. Stadium. So it's a, it's a hand-in-hand thing, and I highly encourage, if you go this year and you have never next been, year. next year you definitely got to come to Catone Absolutely. Stadium for Vineland Millville. Uh, you know, this is a game that has been played over 150 times. Yes, a yes. matchup that has been in the history books over 150 times. That's incredible. Not, no, there's some professional rivalries that, that won't even scratch that in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. To, to be in that arena of history, you know, you talk about putting your name in the history, but just knowing that this rivalry has that, that historical aspect to it, it's pretty crazy. It is. It is. And, and – I'm honored to be a part of, of the coaching staff that, that uh, 
you know, through the lineage, through the through the years, has been you know showing up to these games. Um, I'm just honored, man. It's a it's a beautiful feeling, um, and and just knowing that you know I know a few of these guys, you know personally, you know, of course my my dude Russo, um, Coach Belfi, you know, like I know these guys, mm-hmm. man, you know, and and I know it still to this day means a lot to them, a lot. It's like. Like I said, it's the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They're coming out decked out, too. They're coming out with their jackets on and and supporting 150%. So, um, you know, this is something more than just we're doing it for our team. No, 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 no. If you're really about this game, then you're doing it for all of the alum that came mm-hmm. way back when. That's what you're doing it for. You're doing it for all of the coaches that came way back when. You know, it's not just a, oh, my coaches staff now mm-hmm. and my kids now. and We're excited. No. This is way bigger than that. Way bigger than that, and it should be. I mean, 150-plus times? Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. So it, it, it's, it's of a special brand, and if it, it's of a special breed. So we've got to make sure that everything that we do leading up to this moment on Thursday, it's paying homage to those that came before us. Um, so... And, you know, it's it's one of those things, too, and I'm sure it is for Millville as well when they put their colors on. But this week when, when the red and gray goes on, it feels a little different. It's got a little more spark to it. Mm-hmm. It's got a little vintage throwback, you know, bully ball mentality to it. Absolutely. And, and again, just wait for it because the sparks will be flying. Mm-hmm. It's just it happens every year. Every year, Kyle. No one, I don't think, gets disappointed in the effort of these kids either from Vineland mm-hmm. and or Millville. Um, it's just a special game, man, and, and we treat it as such. Both sides of the, of the aisle treat it as such. So, um, yeah, can't wait for Thursday, man. And it is can't one wait. of those games that gets talked about for weeks Absolutely. after the game happens. Absolutely. It's one of those things that if you're a senior and you get that final win, you remember that forever. Absolutely. It goes with you, um, you know. And, and I know they're trying to send their seniors out on a positive note. But, again, we're, we're trying to send our seniors out on a positive note. And um, I've said it a million times, we don't shy away from any competition at all. Uh, so our kids will be ready. There's no excuses. Come Thursday at Millville, 10 in the morning, kickoff. Violence coming. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Violence is coming. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk more game. We're going to talk going to Millville, and we'll talk some alumni as well. You're watching Guzman's Gridiron right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. And welcome back, everybody. So, Coach, we're going to Millville this year, uh, and they've got a brand-new facility, brand-new field. Uh, have done a lot of construction since this past summer to, to get it to where it is now. Right. As a whole, I'm sure the guys on this team are very happy that it's not going to be a muddy, <laughs> soaked grass field like it has been in years past for right. a lot of these guys. Right. And you get to play on a surface that is relative, relatively comparable to what Gatone Stadium has to offer. Absolutely. Um, it being now a turf stadium instead of the uh, <laughs> the uh, dirt stadium that they did have, you know, the grass stadium they did have, we had the same issue. Mm-hmm. We had a very – We know those pains yes, and trials and tribulations. all the pains that, that Millville went through with their field. Um, so it's nice to see that, you know, people are going to these other surfaces. Um, and it's going to be something that our kids already know how to play on, mm-hmm. you know. So 
uh, again, come Thursday, 10 a.m., there's going to be zero excuses. It's going to be a game to watch, guaranteed. And I think it's also nice because we were looking at the, the weather forecast before yes. we started recording. Tuesday, Wednesday, a little bit of rain in the forecast. Right, right. To not have to worry about that field being all slipping nope. some divots in the field and stuff like that. It's going to be able to drain properly. Yep. Yep. That's got to be a nice relief just as a as a player and as coaches too, just from a, a, a player safety and player health type of, of situation too where you're, you're not as worried about potential injuries with guys slip and slide right. and getting caught you know, in mud and, and stuff like that that we've seen – at Catone Stadium in the past. Absolutely. We've seen it at other fields in the past where you're not as worried about the injury aspect from that perspective. Right. From the field perspective, it should be, you know, cut and dry. I mean, the field should drain beautifully. Um, again, it's a brand-new field, brand-new facility there. So, um, yeah, there should be nothing impeding the kids. Um, it, should be a, it should be a nice turnout um, and a nice event, you know, through and through. So, um, as far as the safety of the kids, that just elevates that it, as well as, you know, it elevates it. But then again, it's anytime you, it's a catch 22, mm-hmm. anytime you step on, and I've said this before, an artificial turf field, chance of injury goes up. Doesn't matter if you go to the NFL, mm-hmm. they would tell you the same thing. So grass has its advantages. Um, Turf has its advantages, so. But at the end of the day, we'll be playing on a field that predominantly will be a dry field and um, best conditions that could be for that day. Hundred percent. I mean, for you as a as being on this coaching staff with Coach Russo in the past and now as head coach, what is it like, you know, going into this game as the visitor? It's a, it's a, it's a weird feel. I'm telling you, it's um, it's almost as if you're you're. I always and I used to always say this to Roos too. It's almost like it, like you're in a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, at least for myself, I'm only speaking on me. And I, and I'm going in there. It's almost like you know, uh, cops and robbers, right? So yep. you're going in there. And, <laughs> all right, let's see who are the suspects. Okay, we got them down. All right, and now we got to take this guy down. Good. All right, all right. We're gonna go ahead into this locker room and make sure that we put them up there and the kids know who they are, so that we go ahead and. And do our due diligence on these players to make sure that they don't catch the ball or right. make sure that, you know, we make the right tackle, you know. So it's almost like, for me, it almost slows down and turns into like a movie. Yes. It's, weir- it's weird. It's a weird feeling as a visitor. Of course, when you're home, you're home. Yeah. You're just it's home riding base. the wave. You're yeah, you're riding the wave ready to go. But when you're away, to me, it feels as though I'm like in a movie. And, and you know, I got to find out the – the usual suspect, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> okay, all right, I got him down. I got him down. So, um, yeah, for me, it just feels uh, feels movie esque, if you would. I've always compared because I've never, I never at the varsity level played in the game, but I've covered it. I think since 2015. I've been you. on the beat with NJ.com, right. and then obviously with the podcast and everything. It, it's always felt like going to Millville. It's like old school gladiator, like <laughs> walking into the Coliseum. Uh, I like that. And, you know, you've got the the home crowd around you ready to throw whatever at you, hypothetically, of course. Hypothetically, hypothetically. But, you know, they're ready to throw tomatoes at you, whatever it may be, and and you're the visiting gladiator ready to go in there. Into battle. In the arena and go to war. Absolutely. Um, I I couldn't say it better myself. That is a great analogy to it. Um, And that's just from a, a, like, media perspective. I can't even imagine, like – 
from a player coaching perspective as well what that feeling and that adrenaline rush it's, you get. It's definitely like I told you, it's 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 like a movie. It really is. It's it's the feel, the juices are going, everything's flowing in you, man. And you I'm still getting, you know, butterflies. Like it, it's it's heavy. It's heavy. If you really and I get butterflies before every game. Mm-hmm. Even, even now as a coach, I'm not even playing the game and I'm like, all right. All right, calm down, Jose, because you're not playing. You're just <laughs> coaching, so you gotta calm down, you know. But it's such a cool feeling, too, man. Like it, you know, it, it, it's there's nothing that can take the place of this rivalry. Nothing. No, this is it, man. This is the top of the, you know, the apex. This is it. So the kids know what's at stake. Um, coaches know, uh, our coaches know uh, what is at stake, and. At the end of the day, we're just going to go out there and, and give, you know, our violent community our 110% all day long that game. And for the first time potentially ever, I, I stand corrected if I'm wrong, but uh, you have coaches on this staff who are recently removed from the rivalry <laughs> with Marcelino, with Ryan Shelton, right. the running back coach duo back there. Mr. T.O., what is what is that vibe been like for them just from a you know visual perspective for you and how they've been prepping for this game and have you talked to them about what they're feeling going into their first time as a coach for this rivalry um you know i i have and 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 they all tell me the same thing he all say i wish i could go back <laughs> so i could put on the pads coach and just play this game um and I'll tell you what, they are amped. They're just, they're just, they're they're full of energy, waiting, waiting for the day. So, um, but yeah, their their first thing is, coach, I wish I could just go back, <laughs> so I could go ahead and put on the uniform one more time. And and that's the thing that I tell my seniors too. You're gonna you're gonna miss this, man. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, I mean, the minute you walk off for that last practice, things start to. I know it did for me when I walked off. Uh, I played for Hamilton High School, and uh, when I walked off of that field for the last time, the practice field, not mm-hmm. even the game field, um, because our Thanksgiving rivalry was against St. Joe. Um, I walked off that Thursday, and it, it it's something almost gets left on that mm-hmm. field. You know, it's like, wow, this is it. I'm not practicing here no more. You know, and if I do, it's on my own time. Mm-hmm. It's not – I'm not part of the high school football team anymore. Um, so – I think as we near, you know, Wednesday, our last practice, I think that's when our seniors are really going to feel it. That's when they're like, wait, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is our last practice on our field, and tomorrow will be the last game in, our, in these uniforms. You know, so um, – but, again, our, our, our kids are going to be ready, man. They're, they're a resilient bunch, um, you know, and they're a bunch that's together. They really have built a a really nice family unit within you know within the uh, violent football program. They they built this nice family dynamic, which is kudos to them, man. You know, kudos to them. You bring up leaving a, a part of you out on that field. We always talked about this when I was swimming in high school. It's like you leave that brick of the foundation of the program, and when you leave for the last time, that's your legacy that you're yeah. leaving there, and you leave that legacy there for. It's to just continue building that that domain for the program as a whole. Uh, And, you know, you look at the guys on the team now that are are coaching and the excitement they get. How much 
of a bonus is that too for the build-up to this game to know that they've experienced it how much of a bonus is it for the players on this current roster to hear from them what the energy is like in that game as a player somebody who's experienced it one two three four years in a row and what it's going to be like come 10 o'clock on Thursday um, it's an it's an invaluable uh, experience for our kids to have coaches that have already played some of which have played like you said all four years as freshmen um, it's just invaluable experience that they're going ahead and and bestowing upon our our young guys you know um, and they take it all in they take all that information in um, you know so mentally our kids are are, are they're prepared mentally for the dynamics they're going to uh, possibly go through come Thursday. Um, but yet, we still have a few more days of practice mm-hmm. to get everything in schematic-wise. So, But, yeah, as far as feel, um, I think our coaches, you know, and Marcelino, T.O., Ryan, guys that have been there, um, even Lucas Nelson, he would, you know, he had played in them, of course. Um, I think they have this invaluable experience that they just – Lead be you know lead behind to our seniors juniors our our football team so um, it's something special and I think you guys have the rare perspective as well that Coach Hendricks played on the other side of the rivalry yeah. when he was in high school obviously yeah. first time for him to experience that as a coach last year but what's it what is this week like for him picking his brain and and going into this you know being that he's playing coaching against his alma mater and right. you know being part of it on the other side of the rivalry uh i'll tell you what coach Hendricks, stand-up guy um you know love him on staff and and i'll tell you what he is very passionate about this game very very passionate about this game um there's uh things that historically went on that um you know weren't uh they were a little off cuff if, if you will um, towards him, so this is this is very personal for him, mm-hmm. very personal. And you know what? It is what it is. I told him, I said, you know, you do a great job at OC. Um, you've been doing a great job at OC. Let everything fall where it may, man. Don't leave no stone unturned. Mm-hmm. You do your due diligence and go ahead and put together a game plan offensively for us. Um, and <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's like. Oh yeah, coach. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, I'll tell you what he's he's going to be ready. Uh, you know, when everything's said and done, it's going to be neat to see him come game day and see that face because I guarantee you it's not going to be uh, <laughs> it's not going to be his normal face. It's going to be a little. There's going to be a chip or two on his shoulder. And I he's getting you. the rare perspective too of he obviously played right. in the game, but right. last year he was coaching the defense. Now he's going to coach the offense, offense in this as well. Right. I don't think anybody has been able to say, hey, I played for the rival, I coached the defense of the current team, and now I'm coaching the offense. I don't know if anybody in the 150-plus <laughs> years, we could be wrong, but it feels like Coach Hendricks might be the first. He might be. I don't know. I would have to check that call, but he might just Tom be. McGurk would be the one <laughs> Tom to know. McGurk, he'll know. Mr. <laughs> Tom will know. Um, but I'll tell you what, he's, he's a, like I said, stand-up guy. Uh, just, you know, it's a pleasure having him on staff. He knows – you know, his X's and O's, um, he gets through to the kids. The kids respond to him. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see what kind of knickknacks he has, you know, waiting for these guys. But uh, it's it's going to be fun. Is it fair to say Coach Hendricks now 
bleeds red and sweats gray? Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's violent through and through. Um, of course, that's his alma mater. I mean, it is what it is, mm-hmm. but, but he is, he's locked in. He's a violent guy. We, lo- we love to see it, Coach Hendrick. <laughs> we love to see it. Yep. Um, yep. From a game perspective, you know, we've talked about it a bunch, facing Atlantic City, facing Camden Eastside. Right. Now Millville on deck. Lazier Brooks is obviously, you know, right. the big shiny toy on that offense for them. They've had, got a lot of talented players, including Jacob Zamat at quarterback yep. as well. Uh, but Lazier gets a ton of the recognition for all the recruiting that has been, uh, you know, surrounding his name from SEC to Big Ten, Big 12, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, talk about just preparing for a player of his caliber and, you know, having that experience the past couple of weeks playing against players of his caliber Absolutely. as well. Um, but what is, you know, preparing for Lazier Brooks from a defensive schematic type of thing look like for Coach Cliff Smith? Uh, I'll tell you what. It's going to be another day in the office for Coach Smith and Coach Shelton. Um, these guys – are excellent at what they do. Um, the game plan I've already seen, rock solid. There is no flaw in that game plan. Um, so long as our kids execute, it's going to be fun. I mean, they are uh, they were extra detailed <laughs> for this <laughs> game, extra detailed. Um, so, And not that they don't cover all the bases in any other game. Right. I, you've seen it all, all year. The defense is playing lights-out ball. Um, but with this game, I, like I say, it, it comes with a little more. Uh, There's some more zest. There's a little more uh, in this game. Um, and rightfully so because, again, we're, we're not only playing this game for ourselves. We're playing it for the line- lineages of people that have played way before us. Um, so there's a lot of people that are counting on us to go ahead and get this W. I know that. The kids know that. The staff know that. Um, and we wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, you know, uh, appreciate having that on our shoulders. We really do. Mm-hmm. Because without the guys that did it before us, we wouldn't be in the position right. to be today. We wouldn't be here. So, um, you know, we're going to play our behinds off uh, for the, you know, for the city of Ireland, um, for, our, for our school, Violent High School, and, and, you know, the guys that have done it before us as far as, you know, the players and coaches alike. You know, Jacob Zamat, another talented quarterback mm-hmm. you guys will get to face, mm-hmm. uh, has been doing it for the past couple of seasons now right. for Millville. Knowing that you guys have faced him before, but he's obviously progressively gotten better and better, mm-hmm. as one would expect of a player of his caliber. What has you know, preparation been like for him, especially you know having quarterbacks the past couple of weeks again that you faced that have been very talented, but Jacob – has his own set of skills, like right. Liam Neeson does in Taken, right, uh, right. where, you know, you kind of have to key in on what he does well. What are some things that, you know, you guys have picked up on from years past and just watching film of him this year that Jacob Zamont's been able to really execute well for that Millville offense that you're going to have to really be focused in on on Thursday? Um, you know, this individual you're talking about, you know, he delivers the ball um, at a high rate. Uh, he also makes sure that, you know, he looks over the defense. Um, smart kid. Mm-hmm. Smart kid. Um, throws, a, throws a hell of a ball, um, you know. And he can be elusive. Mm-hmm. He can be elusive. So all these things we, again, it's same as, same as, other than his level of play has gone up. Right. Absolutely. Um, so what we've done is we've uh, simplified that defensive playbook. And, um, you know, 
we've done our due diligence. Like I said, Coach Shelton and, and, and Coach Smith, they're ironclad as far as that defensive uh, scheme that we have going against uh, Millville this Thursday is. And uh, I just can't wait to see it unleashed because it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And, again, you know, whoever makes the most mistakes is going to wind up more than likely taking the loss, you know. But um, we're hoping that we're on the uh, winning end of this one. You know, a matchup like this, emotions get high, tensions rise. What is the message, you know, during practice this week and the build-up to this game as well to be excited, have that adrenaline, you know, running through your veins, be ready to bring your A game, but also staying level-headed and being smart about the approach to the game to where things don't get out of hand when you're on the field before you get on the field and after you're off the field? Um I think you said it best at the beginning of the podcast, controlled chaos. We want our kids to be, you know, mentally focused. Um, you know, we want the adrenaline to be running, all that to be going. Everything you, that should be in a, in a football game or involved in a football game. However, it's got to be under control. The word of this week is unselfish play. We cannot have any selfish mistakes that can cost our team anything. Unselfish play will lead us in a positive direction in the scheme of the game. Um, You know, so that's been the real uh, sticking point um, for this week. Uh, And I'm hoping that every player has really gotten it in their head that there's nothing that you do outside of perform within the uh, the rules of the game and make sure that you hold I always tell my kids you're representing more than yourself mm-hmm. you're representing the school the community and our football program I mean there's it's a lot that's a lot on Got your shoulders city across yes. your chest for a reason yes so with that in mind we've got to be smart in how we conduct ourselves Wherever we go, mm-hmm. whether it's Millville, Williams, I don't care. We're at home. And we're at home. We've got to conduct ourselves as competent uh, uh, young men on that football field that are going ahead and doing everything positive to go ahead and get the outcome, which is a W. Anything else, we don't need. Any negativity or selfish play, we don't need it, and they know that. Before we talk some alumni, Coach, it's the Thanksgiving game. Yes. We, we both like a good meal. Absolutely. What's on Coach Goose's uh, Thanksgiving menu this is this gonna year? Be, this is going to be. <laughs> well, my kids know I like to eat. So I, we always go with the traditional, you know, uh, Thanksgiving dinner, your, your uh, turkey, um, your mashed potatoes, your greens, vegetables, all that will be there. All right, your mac and cheese. Then I also have to lay homage to my Puerto Rican roots. So some of you guys might not know what some of this stuff is. Some of you might. Um, But we got to go with the pork shoulder. Mm Got to put that in there. Got to go with patelillos. Mm Got to go with them. Got to go with pateles. Got to go with alcapurias. You got to go with pinchos which are basically um, meat on a stick, Mm -hmm. skewers, right? Meat skewers. Um, What else will be there? Oh, my God. Ajo dulce, which is uh, sweet rice 
It's made with like raisins and cinnamon. It's very good. And I'm sure my mom will have some other. She always does something. <laughs> the stuff that like, I'm, oh, hey, you know, Papa, which are stuff. Uh, you get potatoes, you, you make a mash out of them. You get these other couple other vegetables and you make a mash out of them. And you go ahead, put them on a green leaf, make a little circle in the middle, add your favorite meat or, or vegetables or both. And you close it up, and this little potato ball basically mm-hmm. gets deep fried. Woo. So, Coach, now I'm going to need you to look into the camera Goodness. and tell everybody your address. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at 1313 Mockingbird Lane. That's where I'm at. So everybody knows where to go after the game on Thursday. <laughs> and that, that's not to mention I have to go through all these. I mean, I go to my – first I'm going to pick my mom up. She actually lives out in Novo. Then after the game, then go to my house, cook with her. Then I got to go to my uh, my other mom's house, right? Like I got to visit all my mm-hmm. friends. By the time I get home, it's like, honestly, it'll be like 4.30 by the time I actually eat and sit down right. with my own family. So, I got but I got to make sure that I, I visit all, all my people, man. They're beautiful people, beautiful extended family. So, um, but they're like, Jose, you better come over. You better come over. I'm like, I will. I will. And it's like I come home, I have like <laughs> six, seven plates this tall. I'm like, babe, I don't know what. Just put it in the fridge. I, it doesn't fit in the fridge. I'm like, I Put it what do you want me to do? <laughs> well, hopefully you're making the rounds with the Daily Journal Cup in your hand as oh, well. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. That'll be a beautiful day, a beautiful ending to a, a beautiful season with these kids. And they deserve it, but it's not going to get given to them. It's going to be a war. It's going to be a war. To know that there is that, that ever-elusive prize at the end of the game, too, for either team, knowing that that trophy is there, and that is, you know, the Vineland-Millville-Lombardi, if you yes, will. Yes, yes. Uh, how cool is it playing for such a, a historic trophy as well? Yeah, like I said, this whole rivalry is it's, it's, it's a beautiful rivalry that was set long before I was on this, you know, planet. Um, and I just, you know, I honor it as such. The kids will honor it as such as well as the staff. So, um we're waiting for it. We're just waiting, Kyle. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a great, not good, a great event for both uh, Vineland and Millville. Um, not just for our current kids and staff, but all the alum that have come years before we were even on the planet. Talk about a segue, alumni. Yes. Uh, we're recording this Monday night, and one of the alumni who has played in a lot of memorable Vineland Millville matchups is playing Monday Night Football tonight to yes, kick things is. off for Vineland Millville Week against, against my Eagles, the against the Birds. <laughs> uh, shh, that was his favorite team growing <laughs> up, everybody. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was. No Taylor Swift in the building, though, because her concert got postponed wow. down in Rio de Janeiro. So uh, she won't be in the building, so we won't have the Taylor Swift camp, okay. and okay. we can focus in on just the football happening the football. on the field. Uh, but I did see, before I got here, uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey's mom got a police escort into the stadium. Wow. <laughs> because she is on her celebrity status. Status. She's a celeb. That's awesome. I mean, like I said, for, for – what can you say? I mean, what the Kelsey's great family. I'm sure Miss Swift and her mm-hmm. family, great family. So it's it's this is good. This is good for them, man. It's a uh, good publicity for them. It brings a lot of eyes again to the game of football. Mm-hmm. Um, people that probably never even watched it before, but they love Taylor, 
So, oh, Taylor and Travis, okay. So now they're going ahead, buying the jerseys and actually being um, involved, you know, uh, with football, which is pretty cool. Which I think Taylor Swift has reached. It's weird to say this because not many people in their lifetime will. I think she's reached Michael Jackson level of international celebrity. Wow. Uh, There's a display on the Christ the Redeemer statue in Brazil. Welcome, Taylor. All wow. over. I can only remember Michael Jackson ever having yeah. that in my lifetime. And wow, that's. I was like, I okay, that's next level. Yeah. status. Yeah, that is that is. Well, kudos to her, um, and her family. Um, you know, the Kelseys, great people as well. Haven't met them. I'm just yet. I'm, Pop. Ne- never know. Pop. Never know. But uh, <laughs> again, you know, just from me seeing them from the outside, um, they seem like great people. So. Um, Kudos to them, man. They're just bringing, like I said, more eyes, more light to uh, football, as well as football's now going ahead and getting Taylor's getting light on the music mm-hmm. end too. So it, it works hand in hand. It's a hand in hand situation. So that's pretty cool. Pretty. Cool. How cool is it for you tonight when you go home? Isaiah Pacheco is playing on ESPN ABC on Monday Night Football, and Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are talking about him. I love it. I love it. Uh, I can't say enough. Uh, I, I mean, these are our guys, man. These are our guys. You know, when when you're talking Demby, when you're talking Pop, you know, they went to that ultimate stage, man. They went to that ultimate stage, and now it's like they're really talking about Pop like he's a household name, mm-hmm. man, which is which is super cool. Um, you know, from that gentleman who did that inner in or um, what was his name that did the. Uh, he did the really animated. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I, blanking I, on who it I'm is, but I know exactly on, who you're talking but, about. You know, things like that. It's like you put on the TV and you see these commentaries getting, you know, shown on pop. And it's like, yeah, you guys are, are experiencing that now. Mm-hmm. Whereas we had it. It was at practice. I would be amazed at practice. I'd be like, I just want to see him do it again. Coach, just let him run, run that back. Yeah, run, <laughs> it, run it again. Run it again. And. Just amazing things that I would see in practice. Then all of a sudden in the game, and it's like he did the same thing in practice. It, it, then it, you see him in college. He's, he's doing the same mm-hmm. thing. He Except same. in college, he's like this. Yeah, yeah. You know, walking around like a, yeah. a swole out yeah. of his brains because and, he's in the weight room 25-8. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> – and then now NFL, and he's still doing it. it it's – he was built for this game. He really was uh, – his dad said that best, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Pop, his dad and his mom both, they said he was built for this game. He really was built for this game. Um, so, kudos to him. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be uh, definitely sitting down in my recliner. He knows, mm-hmm. he knows. Sit down in my recliner. Um, I already gave him his, uh, you know, love you, Cuzzo, and I hope that you go ahead and handle your business on this beautiful game day. And um, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Swami thing and say, 113 on the ground, 33 in the air, and one touchdown, and an Eagles win. No, no, <laughs> Pop. How do you say that, Pop? Uh, but the the Pop memes have continued to roll around. This has Uh-oh. been a, a trending Uh-oh. photo on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Uh, and it is. I'll put it up on the screen for everybody watching on YouTube. But it says, please explain this picture to me. And it is a house with just <laughs> busted up doors. I love uh, it. And Twitter user uh, at Tyrion Strongjaw said, Isaiah Pacheco just gained five yards. <laughs> he just gained- <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is super cool. 
<laughs> super cool. And I was like, Pop. that is an accurate description yes. of an Isaiah Pacheco yes. five-yard run. Yes. Uh, he gives you, like I said, that man runs with pure heart and adrenaline. It shows every single time he gets that, his hands on that football. Um, so, Andy Reid, you did a great thing getting that young man to your, to your uh, team. Um, what an addition. What an addition. Not to mention the other weapons he has, mm-hmm. too. But it's just nice knowing that our guy's there. <laughs> I mean, it's just really nice knowing mm-hmm. that our violin kid is playing for Coach Andy Reid, who in himself, uh, you know, you're talking a Hall, Hall of Fame coach. Um, so, yeah, let's see what happens. With yep. Kansas City and the birds. The birds. Uh, <laughs> we're going to take one more quick break. Don't go anywhere. You're watching Guzman's Gridiron right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. You know, Jamil's got his podcast continuing to roll. Yes. We posted the clip of, uh, you know, promoting his pod on social media and mm-hmm. uh, his amazing wife clowning him in the Instagram <laughs> comments. Such and a cool girl, that girl. We got so much love from that. So many yes. people were like, yo, Goose is the best. He's funny <laughs> as hell. Like, they love the clip. Uh, so definitely check out the behind-the-scenes podcast with Jamil. He's doing it every Monday, I think, on Instagram mm-hmm. Live. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely check that out. And then, obviously, uh, Tyreem's still healing up. And yes. hopefully, yes. you know, on his road to recovery faster than what's expected in a perfect, healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was talking to you before we started recording, too. I saw a clip uh, on Facebook. The coach, Otis Harold, balling out for FDU this year. Otis, again, another great uh, kid. Um, him and – I was telling you earlier, him and Coach Shelton, they were conjoined at the hip, man. My the OG goodness. Batman and oh, Robin. Oh, my God. Yeah, they were the, <laughs> the original Batman and Robin. My goodness. And, and two little coaches, honestly, like, you know, they, they dial it in, they, you know, piggyback off of each other. Okay, so, you know, coach, uh, I, or uh, coach, wow. Uh, <laughs> Shelton, I can't run that because this guy's underneath me, so I got to cut it to the flag. And Shelton's like, all right, then go ahead, I'll hit you. It would happen. Mm-hmm. Like magic, man. Uh, but then again, they were they best, best of friends. Um, they grew up playing football with each other all the time. So that chemistry was just natural. It was amazing to see. And um, it's just amazing to see Otis still doing his thing, man. Uh, very smart football player. Um, and he made up a lot from him being undersized. Just being – his IQ in football is – it was high back then. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine now. He walked so guys like Josh Cephas and Israel yes. Sweat could run. Yes, yes. Um, th- think about that one. You know, you got guys that are undersized, right, compared to other mm-hmm. guys. At those um, positions at those, especially. Right? But guess what? They don't care how. And they go out and make a name for themselves. And I, they know I don't care. Mm-hmm. You can be this sure as long as you have heart and you're playing your heart out um, and you know the plays, whether you're on offense or defense, and you're handling your business, you got you got the spot. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of examples from Schwed from Cephas, from Donnie. He's an – I mean, Donnie's an undersized lineman, everyone mm-hmm. knows. But guess what? He gives you 150%, and he – a lot of people underestimate him. He is strong as an ox. Mm-hmm. Strong as an ox. And guess what? Has anyone taken his starting spot? Nope. No. And they won't. They won't. Um, he's earned it. He's kept it. And he stays there. And that's the bottom line. So whether the kids are undersized at their position or not, we as a staff don't care. Can you do the job and can you absorb the information? If you can, you're there. If you can't, next. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. 
And I mean, we 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 have some breaking alumni news of somebody on your staff. Uh, I did get confirmation for everybody who watches uh, the Violent Public Schools broadcast. Marcelino Hayda will be back on the broadcast with Violent Public Broadcasting yes. in the winter for boys and girls basketball, uh, as well as a plethora of other sports uh, moving forward. So happy to have him back on our staff as so well cool. once he's wrapped up with football season. Um, so cool. And, and, and you know, we're going to still see each other anyway because mm-hmm. – I'll be coaching the freshman football team – or freshman basketball team, sorry. And uh, and he'll be there announcing, man. He's just – he is great. He's great for Violin, great for Violin High School, great for the kids. And, uh, yeah, he'll be there. It's he'll a blast be. having him on the broadcast yeah. as well and picking his brain after a full season of coaching, I'm sure, is going to be a wild time on the broadcast. <laughs> he'll be animated when oh, he yeah. talks to you. <laughs> 100%. Uh, so very happy to have him back on our, our Vineland Public Broadcasting team. Uh, but, Coach, Turkey Day is here. Yes, sir. Final thoughts going into this game, this matchup in particular, your first as a head coach, and uh, the expectation and kind of the, the precedent that was set before. And going into this one, what's the expectation? Come Thursday, kickoff, 10 a.m. at Wheaton Field in Melville. Expectation of my kids is to give the community – the football team and the lineage of people that have come before us 110% through and through through the game, um, which will happen. That's a guarantee they will come to play. Um, and for everyone that's going there, make sure it's a positive atmosphere. Um, remember, we're in the business of kids. Keep it positive for our kids, both sides of the aisle, whether it's Vineland or Millville. Um, we're, we're in the business of kids, so let's keep this positive. Um, and let the kids just play their hearts out. And whatever happens that game happens. We, sh- we go ahead, line up, shake hands. There's always next year. Um, to the communities, uh, both here in Vineland and Millville, I wish all your families nothing but the best on Thanksgiving. Um, eat up, you know, be well, be merry with your families. Um, and just uh, please come out in droves to this game. It's going to be excellent. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody. It's going to be a blast. Be sure to uh, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your audio version of podcasts. really does help the show keep growing, helps us do more awesome stuff uh, with the Vinyl Football Program, and obviously subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We're continuing to climb closer and closer to milestones, and Guzman's Gridiron has been a big part of that. Keep tuning in. The show will debut Wednesday night, lead you right into Turkey Day and get hype for the big one, Uh, and of course, happy Thanksgiving to everybody at home, and uh, let's have ourselves a turkey day. This has been a Thanksgiving edition of Guzman's Gridiron, presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. We'll see you next week for the season finale of Guzman's Gridiron for 2023, and hopefully talking about a big one with the Daily Journal Cup right in front of us. I woke up saying it's about time. We're letting it. Thank you.